Hey there everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast and this is our Halloween episode. Episode number 131 of the Horror Crypt Podcast, and interestingly enough, 31 is a very special time because as we know, today is Halloween, the 31st of October, so I hope if you guys are going out to get some candy, I hope you get a lot, I hope if you've been out to get candy, you got a lot as well, and went out trick-or-treating and enjoyed yourself, but yes, today's episode, this was really quite an interesting find, I had done, obviously, Terrifier 1 and 2, and I didn't realize that they had made something before Terrifier 1 and 2. I found this movie, it was released in 2013. It is an American horror anthology film edited, written and directed by Damien Leon in his feature film directorial debut, All Hallows Eve. Now, it really shows me that this guy really watched Creepshow because there's, you know, there's like three little short stories in this movie. And I think the twist at the end is really one of those, I didn't ever see it coming. I'm like, holy crap. It was really interesting how he managed to, you know, create one of those things where it's like, well, you know, it was, I don't know. It was just very, it was just a very, very interesting way that he made this movie. And this is what really drew me to this movie. And so much so that I'm actually thinking about going to buy this movie because it was just that good. Now, the film is presented as a series of shorts and it follows two children and a babysitter on Halloween. And they've gone out trick or treating and they manage to come, obviously, they come home, they start to go through their candy. And one of the kids happens to find an unmarked videotape. And all of which in this movie features the homicidal clown named Art the Clown. Now, as I said, I, I was really, I thought to myself when I watched this movie, or when I first saw it, I'm like, um, yeah, okay, let's watch this this all over again. This is just going to be another lot of, you know, slash and, you know, gore and horror. Yeah, there is a lot of that in there, but it really is very interesting how Damien Leon managed to, you know, encapsulate the whole thing into a really cohesive story. And this is one thing that I really did enjoy. And it's funny enough that Mike Gianelli, who is the one who actually plays Art the Clown, he obviously never came back for a second and third one. But he does a really, really credible job. And this is what really I found very interesting with the, his take on Art the Clown following, you know, and the other guy, obviously, that's doing Art the Clown now. Now, this movie, unfortunately, it was it was released a direct-to-video by Image uh, Entertainment on October the 29th, 2013. It received mixed reviews, and the film was followed by a standalone anthology sequel, All Hallows Eve 2. I didn't even know they made a part two, so I'm going to have to go and find that one in 2015, which features segments by different directors. So I'm, I'm really interesting, interested to find out exactly where we go to the, in that that regard i don't know i don't know how that's going to work now the character of art the clown obviously would later be featured in the 2016 film 
Terrifier and 2022 in Terrifier 2, both written and directed by Leon, with Terrifier 3 in the works. We don't know when that's coming, um, but it is on its way. Now, I'd love to tell you guys how much money this movie actually made, but I... It doesn't show me anything. All I can tell you, it is obviously October the 29th, 2013, straight to DVD, and it, the running time was 83 minutes. So, I don't know. I don't know how much money this made, but uh, as I said, it was a really interesting movie, and it is currently available on, on Shudder. Now, I am not sponsored by Shudder in any way, shape, or form, but if any high bigwigs from Shudder is actually listening to this podcast and want to get me involved in their company, please reach out to me at horrorcrypt 2022 at gmail.com and I can definitely be on that the bandwagon that'd be awesome to be sponsored by Shudder I'd love to, to have that sort of situation because I watch a lot of Shudder because I need to tell you guys about horror movies does anyone actually re- just a bit of a side note just just really quickly because I wasn't going to bring this up and I think I'll play the trailer at the end of this episode but has anyone seen the trailer to The Exorcist the new movie coming out Believer I've watched it three times. I really don't know whether I'm excited about this movie or not. I don't know. Um, It's a very, very interesting take on The Exorcist. I know, and a bit of a spoiler alert, if you don't want to know any more, stop the podcast and fast forward 10 seconds. Um, But, you know, with Helen Burstyn coming back as Reagan's mother, uh, I don't know whether I'm... I mean, I think it's almost like they just want a big name to be involved in the movie. But I don't know whether this is going to be something that I'm really going to be rushing off to see or I'm just going to wait for it to come out on a Netflix. I know there has been some screenings in LA and they've been less than receptive. I know there's been a lot of hmm, ho-hums and so when does the scary part start? I mean, they did say that there is a pretty good jump scare in one scene, but throughout the movie it's almost like, so when is it happening? When is it going to get going? So I don't know whether this is going to be the gold mine that everyone is saying that this this movie is supposed to to follow along. Obviously, you'll hear it on uh, Horror Crypt Podcast when it comes out, because obviously I will watch it um, at some stage. But uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm curious about it. I so, as I said, I've watched it three times, and I'm like, do I really like it, or am I trying to convince myself about it? So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Look, before we get started on this podcast, however, we love to listen to the trailer. So sit back and relax because here is the trailer to All Hallows' Eve. Babysitting on Halloween night? That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, tell me about it. It's already been quite an eventful evening. Some creep slipped a videotape into Timmy's candy bag while we were trick-or-treating. A videotape? You should see what's on it. Turning it off. It's too violent for the two of you. Do you think that clown was real? No, it's just make-believe. Demons, witches, monsters, that, that doesn't exist. Hello? Please, you gotta help! 
So one thing you've certainly got to realise about this movie is that this kid, Timmy, is a dick. It really is. I mean, he is not a likeable little kid at all. I mean, we move, the movie starts off where we see that these guys have come home from trick-or-treating and their babysitter, Sarah, is you know surprised to see that you know, when, the, you know, because she's gone out trick-or-treating with them, obviously, but she's really surprised at the amount of candy that they've got. And it's really interesting that most kids always sit there and say, yeah, I think I got enough, but I'm really not sure. I mean, even Sarah sits there and goes, do you think you might have enough? You know, and of course, we're seeing that um, Timmy, he and I, I don't know why they gave these kids names, Timmy and Tia. I mean, really? give Give this poor kid a different name than Timmy. Because this kid is about, you know, 8 to 10 years of age. But, you know, it's like, come on, give this poor kid a different name. But uh, we're seeing that he's tipping his bag out of, of candy onto the floor because he wants to count it all. And Tia is, you know, she's engrossed in her phone. You know, and, of course, it's getting late because their parents are coming home at 1am. And it's about, you know, 10.30 at night. And they still haven't carved the, the pumpkin yet. It's not like Jamie Lee Curtis that goes and carves the, cum, uh, carves the pumpkin. Did I say carve the pumpkin? I hope I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, I'm sorry. I have had coffee, I promise you. At least Jamie Lee Curtis carved the pumpkin early. So, you know, in, in Halloween. But in this movie, this is like 10.30 at night. They're supposed to be in bed at 11 o'clock at night. I don't know why it's so late on a Halloween night. But um, they still haven't carved the, the pumpkin at this stage. And so when Timmy is upending his bag onto the ground, we see that the video t a videotape, an old VHS videotape, if those of us who remember them, falls out onto the ground. And this is where Sarah asks him, you know, well, hang on, where, where, did, you, where did you get this from? I got. What is that? It's a videotape. Where'd you get that? Fell out of my bag. Let me see it. Who gave this to you? I don't know. You don't remember who put it in your bag? No. That's creepy. What's it say? It doesn't say anything. Let's watch it. Oh, absolutely not. Why? Why? Because God knows what's on this, that's why. Only one way to find out. Timmy, you're not watching it. Yes, I am. Timmy, stop being such an asshole. Hey! I said no. It's my tape, I can do what I want with it. Yeah, well, I'm in charge of you and you have to listen to me. Let your parents watch it. If they say it's okay, you can watch it tomorrow. No, I want to watch it now. No, you're not watching it. Fine, let's put it to a vote. I vote and watch it right now. Tia? Put it to a vote? What is this, the town hall? I vote we watch it too. Little traitor, now you're on his side? What, I just wanna see what's on the tape. Two against one, we win, put it on. Do you understand this is creepy? Some pervert could have put it in your bag. Who knows what's on this? It's probably just a scary movie. If it's that bad, you can turn it off. We won't tell our parents. It can't be worse than the stuff we see on the internet every day. Jesus Christ, you're 10 years old. What do you watch on the internet? Oh, you know what? I don't want to know. Please. We won't make you carve the pumpkin. Now, as I said, it's this stage that you certainly want to punch 
Timmy in the face because this kid is an absolute dick. I mean, seriously, you know, saying I'll do what I want and this and that. I mean, you know, he is a real little asshole. <laughs> he really is. But, you know, Sarah does say to them, okay, all right, fine. And I think at this stage, at this time of night, 10.30 at night, okay, if I don't have to carve the goddamn pumpkin, then that's fine. You know, we can watch this videotape. But beforehand, she says to the kids, okay, if you really want to watch this, I need to see a little bit of a preview. So go into the other room and just stand there and I will watch the beginning of it, which I think is a pretty reasonable thing to do. So Sarah turns on the videotape. Now, as I said, in each episode, you'll actually, in each story, there's three stories in this um, in this movie, you'll actually get to see Art the Clown. Story two, you don't, you only get to see a picture of him. Story three, obviously, you'll get to see him again, you know, in, in real life. But this one, you'll get to see Art the Clown to begin with. And uh, so we do see that um, the kids are in the in another part of the room because it's, it's like a, it's an adjoining room. So you've got the TV room, you've got the, I guess, the dining room, the formal dining room. So they're standing in the formal dining room. Sarah's in front of the TV and they turn on the, the, the videotape and it starts to, you know, it's like just snow and tracking and stuff like that. And this is where she goes, ah, oh, Timmy, I think you got hosed. There's nothing on here. And then suddenly the tape starts to come to life, starts to, you know, realign itself. The tracking starts and we see this really, this very, very strange series of pictures and it's like an old dilapidated um, waiting room um, it's an old dilapidated you know um, halls and stuff like that and you know it's really it's really nothing that's actually sinister at this stage we hear this constant banging but we really don't see what it is so the kids decide to invite themselves back into the room and this is where Sarah goes, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't ask you guys to come back into the room. And this is where we see the first segment. And it features a young woman by the name of Casey. And she's sitting waiting for a train. And we see a couple of people come in. And it must be, it's a Halloween sort of thing. So this girl comes in with this guy uh, attached to a chain. And she says, do you know what time the, the, the train's coming? And she said, oh, it's only going to be a few minutes. And then we hear over the loudspeaker that the train has actually been delayed. So we then see that she looks at these these, these two people and says, I don't know when the next one's coming. And she does say, well, I you know, do you have a cigarette? And she's like, nope, don't have that. And of course, they, they go to walk off and she goes, oh, happy Halloween. And off she goes. It's at this stage that we see that Art the Clown is waiting for the train as well. And he's sitting directly opposite Casey. And he's looking at her very, very strangely. And he, he goes into his plastic bag. And we all know what he carries. He carries this big plastic bag. And he pulls out this um, clown horn. And he squeaks it, you know, the doo-doo sort of like situation. And he does it again. And she's like, please stop. And he does it again. She goes, please stop it. And he's like, looks at her as if to say, oh, okay, I'm fair enough. I'm, she's not very receptive to this. So she, he puts it away. And he then walks over to her and sits next to her and pulls out a flower out of his bag and hands it to her. And she's like, she's trying not to look at him. She's looking, she's reading a book. So she's making sure that she's not seeing you know, eye contact with him. And, um, this is when he's like pushes it again as if to say, here, take it. And she grabs it and she says, you know, okay, thank you. And and he starts to laugh and she's like looking, you know, as if to say, what the fuck are you laughing at? Looks down at the flower and there's these cockroaches that start coming out of the flower and she drops it onto the ground. And so at this stage she goes to try and run away. And of course, Art the Clown grabs a hold of her. And as he's holding her arm and she's screaming, you know, for someone to help her, he pulls out a hypodermic needle. And puts it into her hand, and then in the next cutscene we see that she's trying to escape the uh, the train station. She's against a door, but we can see that she's slowly starting to 
go unconscious. So this says she looks towards Art, who's now his face is still obviously it looks the same as Art the Clown's face, except we've got two very, very bright luminescent eyes and he's waving as she falls asleep. She wakes up to find herself in a chained room with two other women, Kristen and Sarah. And of course, this is where we're introduced and she's trying to work out where is she and what the hell is going on. Where am I? What's happening? Would someone talk to me? Please stop screaming. What's happening to us? This is where he keeps us. There were three of us. There was another girl. What happened to her? She was dragged down into that tunnel. They're pulling us down by our chains one at a time. Why are you two just sitting there? Why are you trying to escape? We've tried everything. There's no way out. Why is he keeping us here? Why doesn't he just kill us already? Of course, there's some further conversations backwards and forwards about, you know, w what's happened. Then one of them, Kristen says, well, there was three of us and the other girl was pulled down the down the, the hallway and we don't know where she went. We've never seen her ever again. And Sarah, you know, is trying. It really is starting to fall apart. She really is. And Kristen's like, you know, come on, we've got to stay together. We've got to try and get through this in case he's like, well, there's three of us now. We should be able to break these chains. But of course, as we're talking about that, Sarah's dragged away by her, by her chain, leaving Casey and Kristen, and they're deciding to try and figure out what they're going to do and, and how to get out of this situation. It's at this stage that they decide to follow where the chains lead, and upon reaching the end of the chain, Casey attempts to break the chain with a large rock, and uh, as she's doing so, she's like, I think it's working, it's, you know, and really... You know, Kristen is very, very excited because, like, oh shit, we didn't. And it's it's not like, oh my god, we didn't think about this. It's like at this moment, like, oh my god, we might get out of here. Well, that's what you sort of think, anyway. But unfortunately, as we're seeing that Casey is attempting to, you know, break her change chain, she's interrupted by a very deformed humanoid who dismembers Kristen with a cleaver, and it is, you know, it's, it's pretty hardcore. He just comes up onto her and just, you know, starts hacking her to death. As I said, you know, if you know about Terrifier One and Two, you know that this guy Damien Leon is all about the body horror and the torture porn. So this is nothing that you're going to sit there and go, "Wow, I didn't see that one coming." It's it's all torture porn, everyone, so just be prepared for that. Um, so, of course, as we're seeing, the humanoid figure goes towards Casey, but she, but he unwittingly hits the chain, freeing Casey by severing her chain with a cleaver. But she soon, she's soon tied down and surrounded by some hooded figures. Now, this is where it becomes very, very hardcore. So, you know, bear with me on this one. This is exactly what the movie does. So we're seeing that Casey is taken to this area and she's laid upon this, this table and she's tied. She's got her arms and her legs tied and these people, these hooded figures with very, very creepy masks, rip her clothes off. 
sorry, she's now just laying there in her underwear, her bra and her panties. We see to the right-hand side of her, we see there's a woman that is restrained. Um, she's standing up with her hands above, uh, being bound above her, and she's heavily pregnant. And of course, we're watching one of the figures walk towards her, and she's like, please don't, please, please don't. I just want to have my baby. Well, we don't see that happen because the fetus is removed from the womb of the woman that's the, the pregnant woman that's restrained now as we're seeing this movie it's cutting backwards and forwards to timmy and tia and sarah watching this fucking videotape and of course as we're also seeing that there's casey and she's laying on this concrete slab of almost, almost like an altar table and she's bound in you know she's bound to the table and we're seeing these hooded figures part out of the way now before that happens we're seeing that there is like a chalice that's put underneath this woman this pregnant woman and as the fetus is cut out of her there's all this blood that runs obviously out of her and into this chalice and it's then given to this guy to drink the blood of this woman he then walks towards Casey and they take his robe off and we see that it is actually Satan and Satan then ends up by raping Casey. And after the segment ends, Sarah gets up, turns the, the, the machine off and goes, okay, that's it. We're not watching anymore. We're not seeing anything further. And they're like, oh, it's just getting good. And he's like, and of course, as we're seeing at the end of the, the this segment, it then goes, you know, we see flashbacks of the entire movie, or the entire segment, all the way back to Art the Clown standing there, or sitting there opposite Casey, with the little horn going beep beep, and then the screen goes black, and this is where, as I said, Sarah gets up and goes, okay, that's it, no, 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 no more, we're not doing this. I am not watching, well, having you guys watching any more of this. You know, the fetus is being cut out of women. This is, no, you're not doing it, so off you go to bed. And Tia and, and Timmy are walking off going, oh, wow, that was really cool. It was just getting good. And, oh, I really like the clown. That was really good. And they go off to, to get um, to get ready for bed. And uh, as they're getting ready for bed, the phone rings, and it's uh, one of Sarah's friends who happens just to give her a phone call to see how she's doing on Halloween night. Hey, what's up? Hey, just calling to make sure you're not dead. What is that supposed to mean? Babysitting on Halloween night? That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, tell me about it. It's already been quite an eventful evening. Why? What happened? Some creep slipped a videotape into Timmy's candy bag while we were trick-or-treating. A videotape? Yeah, like a 1982 VHS. That's very twisted. Yeah, well, you should see what's on it. Oh, God, what did you subject those kids to? I know, it's this fucked up short film with a clown and the devil raping this woman. Sounds like my kind of movie. No, seriously, what kind of sick pastor puts that in a kid's candy bag? Probably some loser who still lives in his parents' garage. Probably. Don't sweat it. Those kids have seen way worse. Yeah, that's what Timmy and T said. I really love it how they're very nonchalant about the kids watching this these videotapes and the stuff they watch on the internet. It's like, ah, oh, you know, they're 10. They've probably seen torture porn. It's all good. So, you know, we're seeing that Tia and Timmy are brushing their teeth, getting ready for bed. But, of course, there's arguments and everything going on upstairs. So this is where Sarah has to try and lay down the law. And she goes up to, you know, kiss the girl, uh, kiss the kids goodnight, make sure they're all okay. And uh, this is where Timmy says, you know, I want my videotape. And she's like, well, it's downstairs. You're not watching any more of it and when your parents get home they can give it to you so basically go to sleep and shut the fuck up so then she goes into um tia's room and tia has been watching her bedroom um closet now we all know about the closet monster i'm sure we are 
If anyone is not sure about the closet monster, just Google it and find out that there is such a thing as the closet monster. So when you go to sleep tonight, make sure you close your closet door because it does sit there and watch you. <laughs> yes, it does. So Tia is watching this closet and she goes to walk towards the closet to open it up because she really thinks that something is inside. And this is where we see that Sarah comes up to kiss her goodnight and make sure that she's ready for bed. And Tia wants to have a discussion with her about something that's on her mind. It's out, kiddo. Are you going to tell my parents that Timmy spit in my hair? Well, it depends. Is he going to get in trouble? Yeah. Then absolutely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Did you have a good Halloween? Yeah. Did you get enough candy? I guess so. You guess so? Look at that bag. It looks like you were trying to find the golden ticket. <laughs> Do you think that clown was real? See? Ugh, I knew this was going to come back to bite me. No, it's just make-believe. Demons, witches, monsters, that, that doesn't exist. But he wasn't really a monster, if you think about it. Like a vampire or a werewolf. He was just a man in a costume. Someone like that could really exist, right? Like a serial killer, I mean. What do you know about serial killers? See, you watch too much stuff on that computer. It's gonna rot your brain. Sound like my grandmother. Listen to me. The clown's only on the video, right? So if you don't watch it, he can't hurt you. And even if he could, I wouldn't let him. You swear? Cross my heart. Okay. Time to go to bed. Wait, Sarah. Do you want me to leave it on? All right, sweetie. If you need me, I'll be downstairs. Okay. Okay, sweet dreams. Good night. So of course now we see that Sarah goes downstairs relieving herself of Timmy and Tia for the for the evening and she's sitting there drinking a glass of wine and she's like, you know what, I think I'm going to continue watching that videotape because that really got me intrigued. Well, the second segment features Caroline, a woman who's just moved into a new countryside home. Now this is where um, it's really, the, you don't really get to see um, art that much and I really don't think that this is a very good... Um, I don't know, it's really not a big, uh, not a really great segment. I mean, it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with anything. I think this was just a filler that they were trying to figure out what to do to lead, lead into the third one. What they really could have done is they could have done part one, part three, and then part three being part four, and then the end of the movie. This is this really does feel like a, you know, a real little filler, but we're seeing that she's moved into this country home, and she's talking to her friend and she's saying, you know, wow, you know, it's eight o'clock at night and usually I can hear ambulances and police cars and fire trucks out the, out the, you know, going past the street. Out here, there's absolutely nothing. And then we see that there's a bright object that crashes near her house, uh, you know, obviously at nighttime and the power goes completely out. Now, as she's talking to her friend, she's like, oh, you know, and I don't remember what her husband is, John, John her husband he's a painter and she says to her friend oh you know he's painted this new picture but you know I really I don't even want to look at it I don't even want to be in the same room as it we don't even see what it what it is at this stage we're seeing that there is this as I said this bright you know object that crashes near her house and 
we see also that her phone starts to play up and the lights go out. So you're starting to think, oh, okay, this is a rather interesting scenario. So Caroline finds that her phone and her car are malfunctioning and suspects that someone other than herself is in the house. And she goes to ring John and... Uh, you know, it just it's not working the phone's just not connecting and then all of a sudden the phone rings and she says but you know there's something that's going on i think there's something somebody in the house there's this bright shiny light that i i thought it was maybe a plane or a helicopter but it's not one of it's you know neither one of those i don't know what it is but this you know shiny object and he's like listen just get in the car drive into town and wait until the power comes back on or yeah and also on the way down they call the police they can go and have a look and she's like well the car doesn't start and he's like well what the car doesn't start the phone's having problems you've got no power what the hell is going on but of course as we're talking backwards and forwards the connection breaks so she discovers that she's being stalked by an alien and this is where it's like I wonder why they decided to do this, but this alien comes into the house and starts to stalk her, trying to find where she is. I don't know whether, I mean, we all, we find out eventually why they, they want her, but we're seeing this whole thing. So after manages, managing to disorientate it, she hides in a small room under the staircase, and it's a lot of backwards and forwards of she's hiding and she's trying to get away from this alien, and this alien's walking around the house, stalking her, trying to find her, and she's trying to find places to hide. A couple of times she gets discovered, and she, you know, kicks it and she punches it but she manages to go under the under the stairs and of course we see that her phone you know obviously is not working but as she when she's underneath the stairs the phone rings again alerting the alien to her location as the alien drags her off she pulls a sheet off of one of john's paintings revealing the image of art the clown and we're seeing that uh, as she's being pulled away you know john's you know calling out to caroline she's like john john help 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 and she and he's like you know caroline caroline and then that's the end of that segment. And it's like, what was the point of that? Really don't understand that one. The third and final segment, this is really good. And I really do like this one because it ties into the last part of this movie. So the, the third and final segment features a costume designer driving down an isolated road. And and she's actually driving along. She's trying to, she's doing the old fashioned, trying to find where she is because she's lost and she's got a map. And as she looks to the side of the road, there is a sign that says, you know, last gas. She looks at her, her, you know, her tank and she is virtually riding on fumes. So she pulls over into the gas station to get some, get some fuel. And of course, it seems that the gas station's empty. So she beeps the horn and all of a sudden this guy comes out, you know, and he's dragging out Art the Clown. And Art the Clown has done something in this guy's bathroom that is absolutely vilely disgusting. And he is saying, you know, how dare you do that? Get the fuck out of here. I'll call the cops. And he's really threatening Art the Clown to just get the fuck out of here. And Art looks over at the, the girl and the girl's like just standing there like, you know, in a stunned daze. And he looks back at the gas attendant and he smiles and walks away. So the gas attendant comes over, fills up this girl's um, car and says, you know, so where are you headed? And she goes, well, I really, I'm trying to get to New York, but I'm actually lost. So can you give me some pointers? Can you give me a direction of where the hell um, I'm going? And he goes, yeah, that's fine. If you've got a pen and a bit of paper, I'll actually write it down, you, you know, the directions. So, of course, as he's doing that, we hear a noise coming from inside the gas station. And she says, and he, she looks at the, the, 
the guest attendant and he goes, okay, just wait a minute. I'm just going to go and see what the fuck is going on there. And they had some conversations going backwards and forwards about the fact that Art had gone in and basically defecated in the bathroom and smeared it all over the place and it made an absolute mess. And the guy's like, I don't get paid enough to clean it up. So if the owners want to clean it up, that's fine, but I'm not going to do it. But he hears this noise going on in the guest station. So he excuses himself to go in there to find out what's going on. So after a couple of minutes, the girl decides that, you know, I'm just going to go and find out where this poor guy is. So he go, she goes into the guest, uh, guest station only to find that Art the Clown has attacked this guy when he came into the guest station and is in the process of chopping up the attendant's body with a hacksaw. And of course, she just, she just stands there in stunned disbelief and... Like, he has decapitated this guy, he's taken off his hands, he is just soaring through this guy's head, it is absolutely vile. So she runs out, jumps into the building, uh, jumps, sorry, jumps into this car, out of the building, and this is where we see that, unfortunately, a, uh, <laughs> a chase ensues between Art and this girl, and... As we're driving along, she's trying to get a hold of somebody. So she grabs a hold of her phone and dials, obviously, 911 to try and get someone to help her as far as what the hell's going on. And I need to report what's going on um, at this gas station. Now, with regards to this movie, it's very grindhousey because in this scene, as we're trying to get someone from 911 to, you know, respond to this phone call and it, you know, it starts to crackle out and then it goes, the camera then zooms into her phone and you see a big sign of her battery and her battery is basically dead. And it's like, oh my God. So, you know, it's, it really is a great way that they've actually got this movie going. So... She's racing down the road trying to find some someone to, to help her and she pulls her, she sees this car that's got its, its hazard lights on and she pulls over to the side of the road, runs over to the car to see if the person in there can help her. But of course this person looks like they've had their face ripped off and also their their hands amputated. So she you know, obviously screams, jumps jumps back in the car and races off again she picks up the phone again just in the vain hope that she can get somebody and she dials her friend and she rings and says you know um you know please please help me there is someone that's following me and, and trying to get a hold of me and she looks to the side of the road and there is art the clown standing there with a sign that says circus now my first thought when I was when I was watching this is the hitchhiker from um, Creepshow Part Two, where it says Dover on it, you know, because remember he's hitchhiking. So you know, and we also see in that movie where she had, you know, that she obviously run the poor guy over, but she'd stopped the car down quite a way down the road after she passes him, and he's trying to walk up towards her with this sign Dover, and you know, thanks for the ride, lady, sort of situation. So that was almost like, oh my God, he saw Creepshow because that's a direct, you know, correlation between Creepshow and this movie. So of course, the, you know. Obviously, we obviously see that it's not the case at all. But she's dry, she drives past, you know, um, Art, and she's like, that is impossible. That is not possible that he is there. 
and she just keeps driving and driving and driving. Then, of course, eventually, Art appears behind her in the car seat and attempts to suffocate her with cellophane around her around her face. She slams on the brakes and escapes, and bar- and she runs off into the into the night, and she barricades herself in a large shed. And she's standing, you know, like she's sitting against the the shed door, trying to calm herself and control herself. And she's like, "Okay, you know, I'm fine. He can't find me. I'll just stay here. There's, there's no chance that I'm going to be in any sort of, you know, any sort of danger." Unfortunately, Art digs his way into the shed and slashes her with a makeshift whip composed composed of sharp instruments like, you know, um, scalpels and syringes and stuff like that. She stabs Art in the eye with the scalpel um, and in the back with a knife and you think okay awesome we've, we've got that sort of situation done she can get out of here so she runs out and she manages to escape again by being picked up by a man who says to her that she'll drive her to a nearby police station of course art follows them in a car and shoots the man in the head with a handgun causing the car to crash into a tree and you think oh for fuck's sakes she was almost you know like she, she's been saved by this guy there's a good chance that she was out of this this whole thing this is where it becomes extremely hardcore part two. So just be prepared for this. After some time, the costume designer regains consciousness on a crude operating table and finds that Art has amputated all her limbs and her breasts and has carved misogynistic obscenities into her body like pig, slut and cunt. And you see that the camera is looking down at her from above, and you can see that everything has been amputated. Take it's just it is very, 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 very graphic. Of course, very disturbed by this, Sarah turns off the TV, and of course the the home phone rings right at that moment. And when Sarah answers it, she suddenly hears the entire conversation that the costume designer was having from the third segment pleading for help. This was genius. Hello? Yes! Please! Yes, help me! There's been a murder! Please hurry! Who is this? This isn't funny. Who is this? Please! The killer's out here! He's following me! Who's following you? He's a man. He's in a clown costume. He's trying to kill me! So I love the fact that from the third segment of this movie and the costume designer ring up for Sarah's help, Sarah actually gets the phone call. That is really... I At this stage, I was sitting there going, holy shit, what? And of course, we see that the television turns back on, displaying a very dingy room. And of course, Art steps into the frame and approaches Sarah from within the screen and begins to pound on the glass. Of course, this is where you know Sarah's watching the screen going, uh, what? Then all of a sudden, the TV screen turns and she sees herself on the television screen with Art sitting behind her. So I was like, oh, okay. She friendly removes the tape from the VCR just as Art goes to goes towards her um, shoulder and she smashes the, the tape onto the floor, destroying it. Shortly afterwards, she hears Tia and Timmy screaming. So Sarah runs upstairs to see Art the Clown outside their room, covered in blood and laughing at her, gleefully gesturing for her to enter. Now, this is where we see that all of a sudden, from her running upstairs, 
the screen then turns and we see that Sarah is actually part of the movie. She is actually in this movie herself. And so she runs upstairs after she covers her eyes in terror. And when she uncovers them, the second later, Arts disappeared. She runs upstairs into Timmy and Tia's room, only to find the severed heads of Timmy and Tia and the word Art written on the wall in blood. She absolutely leads at this blood-curdling scream. The screen goes black, and that is the end of the movie. Or, sh- or so we think. So as we're watching the credits rolling, we're seeing that the screen is going a little bit, you know, like the tracking's off and sort of situation. And then we see the dingy room again. And we see that Art starts to walk towards us in and what as if as if we're he's watching us. He walks up closer and closer, laughing, and closer and closer towards our screen. The screen goes black, and that is the end of the movie for real with the credits starting to roll. Now, out of a score of 0 to 5 buckets of blood, 0 being how do I get the last 83 minutes of my life back, to 5 it was a perfect movie and I'd watch it all over again, I can't give it a 5 because of that second segment, which is the alien one, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. But out of everything else, I am giving it a solid 4.5 out of 5. I definitely recommend you guys to go and see All Hallows' Eve. This was really, really a fun movie to watch. It's got plenty of blood, guts, gore, and violence and horror that we all love and adore, but it was really interesting, and I just love the premise that when she gets the phone call and she sees Art standing behind her and Sarah runs up the stairs after seeing... You know, um, after hearing Tia and Timmy's scream, as she runs upstairs and as she rounds the corner and sees Art standing above her, the screen then turns from a very, very crystal clear, sharp picture to it's an old VCR tape, which has been very well worn. And we see that she is actually one of the stories in the movie. That is genius. I love that. And I guarantee you, you'll love it too. So 4.5 out of 5, please do yourself a favor and watch that movie. And if you obviously listen to this on Halloween, because I've dropped this on Halloween, go and watch it on Shudder. If you have Shudder, it is well worth the effort to watch it. Before we get finished on this podcast, we have to do Paul's Fun Facts. So there is a handful of fun facts that I'm just going to do for this episode. And I'm just going to read through all of them because, you know, there's only a, a small amount to uh, to do. So the first and third short films on the VHS tape are actually old films made by the director Damien Leons years earlier. Now, the first one is The Ninth Circle 2008 and the third is Terrifier 2011. The second short was made for this film. Okay, well, that makes makes sense. Art the Clown would later appear in its own feature-length film named Terrifier in 2016. So, yeah, we all knew that one. The alien in the second story was originally going to be a puppet, but when the puppet didn't work, it was replaced by a man in a suit. Well, as we, as I know, and as I've told you before, it didn't really work at all. I mean, I just don't understand the premise of this alien attacking this woman. It just, I mean, okay, you do see Art the Clown in a picture, but that's all there is. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I, If you guys get it, please tell me, because I just don't get it. 
The second story was filmed at an abandoned house. Okay, that's cool. In uh, this, uh, there is an early post-credit scene, as I told you before, when the screen goes black the first time, and we see that Art the Clown walks towards us, and then the screen goes black a second time, and then you see the actual um, the actual scrolling um, credits in the movie. Art the Clown was initially going to make his first appearance in a bus. At the first story, I think it was better that he was at the bus station, just sitting across from the girl rather than doing it in a bus. That didn't really make any sense. The house number in this movie is 237, which could possibly be a reference to the infamous room in The Shining. Well, that's a very, very, that's a very, very strong thing. I, I would say that he's seen the show. I know he's definitely seen Creepshow. But he would have seen The Shining and made the house 237. So that makes a lot of sense. But anyway, look, thank you very much once again for coming to visit me, the Horror Crypt Podcast. Remember, at the bottom of every episode now, I've got my three links to my uh, under, under my show notes. I've got my three links to my Instagram and my Facebook page and the group. So if you're interested, click on that. It'll take you to the pages and you can join the conversation or join the Facebook page. If you want to send me a, a direct um email horrorcrypt2022 at gmail.com if you want to give me any ideas of movies you'd like me to do then please hit me up on that i'd love to watch a movie that you recommend and give you a bit of a shout out on this podcast now at the end of this podcast i am going to do the trailer to the exorcist believer as i said i've seen the trailer it'll be the fourth time when i drop this one i don't know whether i like it still but I'm going to leave you guys to listen to the trailer. And if you're interested, it is obviously available right now on YouTube. Go and look for it. In the meantime, thanks for coming to visit me, the Horror Crypt Podcast. And I will say, like I say every single week, until next week, I will creep you later. Good day. Hey, be home by dinner. I love you. Good morning, Mr. Fielding. Morning, Catherine. And here are your daughters, Angela and Catherine. About seven hours ago, and that's the last information we have. Catherine! Angela! If you can hear this, we love you. Please come home. Hey. Hey, you found her? What are you and Catherine doing out there in those woods? They were just walking and walking. That's all I remember. Angela, can you tell your dad how long you were gone? A few hours. Baby, you've been gone three days. something back with him. The body and the blood of Jesus Christ. people out there who have. You have some experience with possession. Yes, more than I'd like. 
believe you can help get our girls back. Exorcism is a ritual. Every culture, every religion, they all use different methods. It's going to take all of them. Don't be scared. We've met before. What did you do? Is that Catherine's heartbeat? They're beating in sync. God, play the trick on me. 